All right. Good morning and welcome, everybody. Everyone can hear me clearly, right? All right. Who remembers what we're talking about this today? Anybody? Five-letter word. Peace. Good job. You were paying attention. We've only said it a couple of times. Peace. Now, I like to do a lot of reading. And I especially like to read free books. And I stumbled across this free book called um, Fruit of the Peace. And it's a Fruit of Peace series by Laura Bellas. And so I sat there in preparation for this, and I go, well, that's like a good book. So I started reading it through. It's part of what inspired us to look at peace for this month, because I was just touched by what I read, motivated. And I wanted to be able to impart it with you guys, because I know that it is something that we can all listen to and benefit from. So, we started last week with what I called our peace ceremony, where we came, we wrote down our troubles with things that bother us on those pieces of flash paper, and then as we lifted it up into prayer, those pieces of papers disappeared, remember? But then I said, you know, sometimes though we allow our peace to be stolen from us. Sometimes it's like that shoe, stone in our shoe, where sometimes we feel it, sometimes we don't, right? But after a while, that pebble just starts to bug us and irritate us. And so we came and we picked a little stone and we laid it at the foot of the cross so that we could lay it down again. Or, if I said, I said if you weren't ready to let it go and leave it, to think about it. And hopefully by the time we get done looking and studying what God's peace means to us in our lives, you will indeed be ready to lay it down and let it go. And that's what we're going to do today. Today, we are going to look a little deeper into the peace that comes from God. Now, the first thing I want us to understand God's peace is a gift to us. Now, if I were to ask you how many of you thought you knew what the word peace was, what it meant, how many of you guys think, don't tell me, just raise your hand, how many think you got a clear understanding of what the word at least means? That if someone were to ask you to define it, you could tell them clearly, without a doubt, peace means this. Now, how many of you are willing to share what you think peace means with us? Anybody? Raise your hand. Anybody have a definition they're willing to share? Go here. Okay, what does peace mean? Tranquility. Tranquility. Someone else? Speak clearly in the mic. 
Peace means not worrying about anything that happens because you know God got your back. Not worrying about anything because you know God got your back. Yeah, I was going to say something along those lines. It's serenity and just having trust that everything's going to turn out okay. Having trust. That's a good word. Good word. Peace also means to be able to have faith and trust in God. Faith and trust in God. You guys are reading my sermon notes. Because those are all key points of what we're going to look at today. Faith. Trust. Now. Webster defines peace as a freedom from anxiety, annoyance, or other mental disturbances. We said it's a state of tranquility, of serenity. I like that whole part of freedom from anxiety or annoyances or mental disturbances. How many of us, show of hands, have been willing, are willing to even say that they have been annoyed in the past 72 hours at least? Yep, all of us, let's be honest. How many of us are even willing to say that since we've got up this morning, something has annoyed us? Yes. So, freedom from things that would annoy us, freedom from things that would disturb us, that sounds like a really good deal, doesn't it? How many of you guys want that kind of freedom? Mm hmm. We're all ready for it, aren't we? Now, we all want that kind of freedom. And here's one thing. This is what I said we needed. The one important thing we need to understand right now. That kind of freedom from annoyance, from disturbance, from anxiety, from worry, from fear, is a gift that we have already been given. Follow me now. Peace is a gift from God that we have already received. John 14, 27. John 14, 27. I'm going to encourage you to find the Bible so that you can follow along. They're right there. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Peace I give to you. So don't let worry, anxiety, annoyance, or anything Get in your way. Peace is a gift that we must choose to receive because it's our choice. Follow me here. It's our choice to allow fear and doubt and worry to steal it from us. 
something that we've already been given. And it's our choice when we allow it to be taken from us. We talked about words about faith and trust. Those are key elements in being able to keep peace. <laughs> we need to believe that that peace has been given to us. It's a gift. We read it in John 14, 27. Jesus gave it to us. It's not this vague concept that we are struggling to understand. It's not this far-out sense of enlightenment that other religions may tell you to look after. It is something already there for us, available to anyone who's willing to have faith in God, to put their trust in him and his sense of peace. The question is, are we willing to accept the gift? It's already been given. We just got to decide to use it, to open it, and to enjoy it. And to have the faith and trust that our God is stronger and more powerful than anything in this world. So the second thing not only do we need to understand it's a gift, but we need to believe it to receive it. Say it with me. Believe it, believe it to receive it. Now I want you to say it like you actually believe that you can receive it. Say it. Believe it to receive it. All right. Now it sounds simple, doesn't it? Believe it to receive it. Sounds simple. And in today's society... We like to think that we are complex. We like complicated directions, don't we? When was the last time somebody bought something you had to put together, right? They give you instructions. Those instructions have diagrams and pie charts. And they even have instructions in different languages, right? You flip through that book and you wonder why you need five different instructions and then you realize they're all in five different languages. And you go... Why do we need this many instructions when we are just putting this thing together? How hard could it be to figure it out? And then you realize, it kind of is sometimes, isn't it? Because we've overcomplicated things too much. We like to think that the harder something is to figure out, the better off we are because we prove that we're smarter. But I want to tell you today, Getting that peace, that sense of peace for yourself is not complex. You believe it. That's where faith and trust come in. You believe it and you will receive it. 
End of story. You don't need no 14-page manual with instructions in different languages. You just need your faith and trust in the Lord. Refuse to allow your peace to be stolen from you because you've already been given it. But each day, worry, fear, and doubt, we allow it to steal it away. Do you believe that our Heavenly Father is indeed all-powerful? Amen? Amen? So to think that things in this world can steal the peace that comes from Him away is to doubt in His very power. To think that the troubles of what you're going to do, what you're going to wear, where you're going to live is more worthy of your time of thinking about than thinking about you and your Heavenly Father and your relationship with Him is giving the devil too much power in your lives. We need to believe it, claim it, receive it. We've already been told that this peace is ours. We started off looking at that scripture in John, didn't we? My peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. And yet, if I were to ask how many of you guys felt at peace right now, be honest with me now. If I asked how many of you felt you were at peace, absolute peace, right now, how many of you guys could willingly say that you think you're at peace? If I were to ask you how many of you guys are worried about something, where you find yourself thinking about it when you go to sleep at night, you find it keeping you up at night, right? It's the last thing you think of when you fall asleep. It's the first thing you think of when you wake up. We allow things to creep in to the point where we don't even recognize what we're doing anymore. I said it's a choice to allow that peace to be taken from us. But some of us, have gotten so used to making that decision that we don't even remember or know that we're making it anymore. Some of us have gotten so used to letting peace be taken from us. That we don't even know anything different anymore. Because we're making those decisions 
without even being aware of it. We don't even know what we're doing. But that is a lie the devil tells us. That peace is something we can't achieve for ourselves. I'm just going to share some scriptures real fast with you. You may want to even jot them down so that you can refer to them later. Romans 6, 8 says, To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. In other words, to set the mind on the things of the world is death. To focus on the things of the world is what leads to death. We're all going to die, right? But, Baba clearly says, who of you among wearing can add even one hour, one minute to your day? And the answer is none of us. In fact, by worrying, it's been proven that we subtract in time away, ain't we? But it says, to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. To set your mind on the things of the Lord is life and peace. Look over at Ephesians. Chapter 2. Sometimes our relationships with other people are a sense of worry. Ephesians 2.14 says, For he is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down the dividing wall of hostility. We talked about being a family, about being a family of believers. But the thing is, is we are all children of God. Made in his image. He's broken down that wall of hostility to give us peace. And then just turn over to Colossians. Chapter 3. Verse 15 says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in the one body, and be thankful. Let peace rule in your hearts. Second Timothy two twenty two says to shun youthful passions and aim at righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Among with those who call upon the Lord form a from a pure heart. So focus on peace. Second Timothy two twenty two and then Hebrews twelve fourteen. Hebrews twelve fourteen. Strive for peace with all men and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Peace is essential for our lives. It's essential 
for our final reward even. So strive for peace. And the thing is, it says to strive for peace, to claim it. It's a gift which we've already been given. We just need to be willing to receive it. How many of us are willing to receive it? And finally, 1 Peter 3.11 says, let us seek peace and pursue it. Peace is a gift in which we've already been given. It's up to us to go after it, to seek it. Now, I asked earlier, how many of you, if I were to ask, how many of you felt you were at peace? A couple of us, we were like, well, we're not too sure we're at peace, are we, right? We're still something that we're allowing to steal our joy away. There's still something that's bothering us. But the thing is, is, is Jesus already said, my peace I leave with you. It's a gift that we've been given. And to think that it is not something for us, it's not something that we can achieve, is to deny what God's already given us, to deny a gift that he has given us. And when we allow it to be taken from us, we're denying the power he has in our lives. And doubt, however small it starts, can grow into a huge problem that can eventually undermine our faith and our trust in the Lord. So we need to be willing to surrender doubt and fear and rejoice in the peace that comes from the Lord. Because the truth of it is, is when we allow it to be taken from us, We're allowing the devil power in our lives. We're giving him the foothold to undermine our faith in the Lord. Because he is the original liar, the devil is the original deceiver. And he wants us to think that God's not watching after us, that God doesn't have our back, like we said. He wants us to doubt, to worry, to feel fear, anxiety.
Webster said that it is a freedom, pieces of freedom from those things. But the devil would rather have us be slaves to them. Because when we're slaves to them, we're that much closer to being a slave to him. But we know in the Bible, the Bible says who the Son sets free is free indeed. Right? We've been set free from those things. We've already been given that peace. We just need to claim it in our lives. And so today, I'm asking that we be willing and ready to claim it here. To call the devil what he is, which is a liar. To rebuke the whispers of fear and doubt in our minds and say that we believe that our God is greater than anything in this world. And so, we're going to play a song. And as that song plays, we invite you to come. Come and claim that peace that gift of peace that comes from the Lord for yourselves in your own lives and just let it, whatever is weighing you down, the anxiety, the worry, the fear, let it go. Let God handle it for you. Trust in his power. Trust that he can do all things. That he is more than able to do whatever we need. So as the music plays, I invite you to come and if you're a visual person like me and you need to learn visually, we have some stones here. Come, pick one up and lay it down at the foot of the cross. And then I want it to be reminded that that is where you are leaving it. Your fear, your doubt, your worry, your anxiety. That's where you're leaving all those things. At the foot of the cross, in the hands of the Lord. And when you're placing that stone there, what you're picking up is peace. You're picking up his peace. So as the music plays, I invite you to come. Water you turned into wine Open the eyes of the blind There's no None like you Into the darkness you shine
that God is for us, then He can stand against us. That peace that sometimes seems too beyond what we can achieve is something real, it's a gift that we can claim and receive this day and have in our lives. Rejoicing in the freedom of that peace. That freedom in our lives to be free from doubt and worry and anxiety and fear. And just really put our trust in the Lord. To believe that He is greater than anything. That He has our back as He says. In all things. That he is able to do whatever needs to be done in our lives. So just remember that when something tries to steal your peace, if our God is for us, then what can stand against us? Will the storm be raging on around us? Will we have peace that comes from the Lord? Then there is nothing for us to fear, to worry, We can truly be at peace. No matter what is going on in the world around us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you, Lord, that you are indeed so amazing, powerful, Lord. And we claim that power in our lives, Lord. We claim the joy, the peace that comes from you. And Heavenly Father, we claim peace now in our lives over the fear, the doubts, the worries, whatever, Lord troubles us. We claim your peace. Lord, strengthen our faith and our trust in you. So that no matter what this world may throw at us, we can be at peace in you. And Lord, we ask this, we claim this peace Through the name of your beloved Son, Jesus. Amen.